Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I'm Ann Alvarez, parent coach, school counselor, and mom of two. Do you struggle with your relationship with your kids because you carry childhood pain? Do you get triggered by your child's behavior, become irrational, and maybe even yell at your children? Maybe you want to be a better parent, but you don't know how. Instead of repeating old patterns, you want to heal your pain, become more aware of your child's needs, feel connected to your kids, and learn the tools to communicate better so you can truly enjoy your parenting. If you are ready to heal your childhood pain, raise healthy, connected, and happy kids, and end the cycle of parenting with pain, then join me. Our kids deserve it, and we can do this. Let's go. Hello, parents. Welcome to the Masterful Parenting Podcast. I am so excited today because we have a special guest. His name is Dr. Michael Nucitelli. He is a New York State licensed psychologist, cyber bully psychologist, and online safety educator. In 2009, Michael finalized his online aggressor concept called iPredator. And since then, he has educated and advised online users about cyberbullying, cyberstalking, and online safety. So welcome, Dr. Michael. So great to have you here. Oh, good day. Thank you for having me on. Happy Saturday, too, for those that are going to try. Yeah, it is. Okay, so um, my first question to, to for you is, what do parents need to be aware of regarding online safety? Well, when it comes to online safety, it's understanding that a parent has to practice online safety themselves. Uh, And then obviously when it comes to dealing with your children, it's understanding what your child does online. Uh, We're not going to, I'm assuming we're not going to go into anything about iPredator, but iPredator is a dark side of cyberspace concept that entails eight different types of, of online assailants. Related to children, it is cyberbullying, and then we also have uh, two of the typologies are online child predators and online child pornography consumption and distribution. But as part of cyberbullying, children are also internet trolled and also internet stalked. So because we're not going to discuss iPredator itself as a concept, we'll basically say that iPredator is a dark side of cyberspace concept that presents eight types of online aggressors. As it relates to children, it would be talking about cyberbullying, which is one of the eight. Cyberbullying is the only typology in iPredator that deals with children. Now, so cyberbullying is child-on-child cyber attacks. Obviously, we all know about bullying, which occurs offline. But what we're seeing now is children are being both bullied at school and, and on the ball field, But also when they're offline on holidays, during the weekends, during summer vacation, they're cyberbullied. So when it comes to cyberbullying, we can safely say if your child is being targeted, is being bullied in cyberbullying, they are being taunted and teased 24-7-365. So really for them, it can be incredibly traumatic. So when we talk about cyberbullying, it's first understanding is, How much time does your child spend online? What social media accounts do they belong to? Does your child have a mobile device? Do you provide boundaries? Is there a structure in terms of 
how much time you allow your child to be online. Does your child online game? And if so, how much online gaming timing do you allow? So we could spend hours talking about, you know, dealing with children and online safety. So I'll let you ask the questions as it relates to that specific one. But that in and of itself, uh, there's no way to answer that within a, a two minute soundbite, if I may. Right. So but you're really advising parents to to know their their child's um, activity online. Right. So Most they know. Yeah. So they know what they're doing. Um, and maybe having boundaries, you know, as far as um, having boundaries, as far as their how much time they're spending online. Right? Yes, yes. And particularly not all, but many children are big. I mean, not just children, but adults. Online gaming is a multi-billion dollar uh, industry. And what we're seeing are children are spending, not just children, I hate to say it, because adults too, spend an inordinate amount of time uh, doing online gaming. And if they're doing online gaming, multiplayer functioning, that's where they begin to open up the corridors and the, the places where child predators can get involved. But it's also a, a place where, where cyberbullying can occur. There's right. also one of the, the many cyberbullying tactics, which all my content at the website is free to download. Uh, October, which is what we're doing now, it is National Bullying Awareness Month, which obviously cyberbullying applies. But griefing is one where, you know, a cyber bully goes in and actively cyber harasses their target, which is a form of cyber bullying. So essentially for parents, it is, is being engaged with your child, setting boundaries, how much time they're allowed to spend online, what they're allowed to look at, obviously, when we have parental control, so forth and so on. But it's basically having an ongoing open conversation with your child about their online world. I love that. I totally love that. You have to know what your kids are doing, right? That's Most how certainly. you protect them. Most certainly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how do you know if your child has an addiction, like to social media Gaming. Okay, so we're talking internet addiction. Again, at the website, there is an internet addiction, a free internet addiction checklist to, to assess risk. And again, it's not just children that become uh, internet addicted, but adults as yeah. well. Um, so internet addiction, the, the, the quickest way are negative consequences. What are the negative consequences a child is suffering? If a child is spending a lot of time online, uh, and they start to suffer consequences. First and foremost, they're, you're you're going to start to see it in their their what they're doing on in school. If their grades start to suffer, if they're not attending school, so the, their academic realm is directly being impacted. If they're being cyberbullied, one quick way a red alert is if they're being more secretive. Now, obviously, the prepubescent, the adolescent, teen child. Because developmentally, they're going through puberty, the parent, the primary caregiver is no longer important. Now what's most important is their peer, their friends. So the parent, the primary caregiver, all of a sudden is uncool. So they become naturally a little bit more secretive. But you know your child, you know their genetic temperament, you know their, their psychological functioning, so forth and so on, because you're the parent. So if you notice a change in who they are, their attitude, and if they're becoming more secretive, uh, that is a telltale sign there's something going on. And obviously, 
because children, from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to bed, they're online. Well, you can very well quickly conclude that there may be something that's going on in their online world. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Okay, um, number three, what safety measures can parents put in place to keep their children safe from online predators? It is jamming down your child's throat over and over and over again. Again, this applies to adults is personal information. Every time, and I'll do every time I do radio or, or whatever, I say it three times, personal information, personal information, personal information. And again, mm -hmm. it applies to adults. For children, the more personal information they share online, the higher risk they are in getting in trouble. Information here in the information age, we'll see if that changes a century from now. But right now, there are only three ways to manipulate information to, to manage it. We can uh, compile information, we can disseminate information, and we can exchange information online, whether that's social media, however. So when it comes to personal information, the more personal information your child shares, disseminates, exchanges, the higher likelihood they have uh, of being targeted. That, and that's either cyberbullied, cyberstalked, internet trolled, or being approached by an online child predator. So the it's reducing the amount of personal information. Teaching your child to not share where they live is, is obviously what their birth date is, what their social security number is, what their financial status is. It's always being mindful that any personal information you put out there, you slowly increase the likelihood. And most apparently for those parents out there who have teenagers, sexual content, um, sexually themed content, anything that is even remotely sexually themed, provocative, can be used against a child. The, the, the two biggest trends right now for, for children and for adults is sextortion and revenge porn. So you never want your child or as an adult is to share any sexually themed content, even as little as text messaging sexually themed content. I mean, obviously images and then video by far is the worst. So it's making sure your child knows, goodness gracious, you said, you know, you send your, you know, an image out there and you in a, in a, you know, a bikini clad, you know, picture that goes out there. Well, now with Photoshop and everything that's done, it can be used. Not only can it be adulterated, but it can be used in an extortion plot. Wow. That is so scary. But yeah, I'm with you. Like I work with teenagers in high school and we've had issues with um, the revenge part. Most like certainly. a boy a boyfriend sharing because they broke up sharing um you know sexual pictures uh with his friends and we've had like like girls just you know um torn apart like depressed um i think it's such a good message that parents need to know that well we have to teach our children most uh, parents need to understand i know we don't have much time is yeah, yeah. the first generation and since the beginning and, and that has dealt with this term cyber bully side and that is slowly but surely increasing now we have known 
you know, throughout history that children, teens will commit suicide. But we're the first generation to deal with this cyber bully side. And these are children that take their lives because why? They are being cyberbullied. They are being taunted, terrorized, and tormented online. Remember, the difference is, for instance, when I was a child, I was bullied. I hated it. But the difference is, at the end of being bullied, whether it was at school or on the ball field, guess what, Ann? I could go home. I had sanctuary. I had my friends. I could go back to my neighborhood. And the bullying stopped. Well, children of the information age, that no longer occurs. So now when they leave school, they leave the ball field and that bullying starts. But what happens? They have their mobile device and now they're being cyberbullied. So when I say children of the information age, when it comes to cyberbullying, they can be victimized 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Okay, there are whether it's the weekends, whether it's the holidays, whether it's summer vacation, children can literally be cyber bullied and cyber attacked around the clock. I know. So crazy. Are you are you um, in favor of parents putting um, some of those those blocks or. I don't know. They 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 do have like protection measures online now, right? With the computer. Yes, well, certainly. I mean, as again, it, it comes down to the developmental appropriateness of of the child. Uh, you you can put three twelve uh, year olds next to one another, and each of them will be at different developmental maturational levels. So developmental. So what I would say is, you have to assess how mature your child is. But mm-hmm. obviously, parental control is, is very important. And understanding when it comes to mobile devices, okay, you can put parental controls on your child's mobile device, but what do they do? They go to school and they use their friend's iPod, you know, uh, iPhone, uh, so forth and so on. So it, it comes down to the relationship that you have, and it is constantly talking to your child. Real quickly, one of the things I present years ago, I know it sounds a little hokey, but it really does work. I call it digital dinner, even if you have to put it up on the refrigerator. And what digital dinner is, is your child knows that let's say every Wednesday is digital dinner. I know it sounds hokey, but eventually it works. So your child knows every Wednesday night when they come home, we're getting a pizza or ordering out or whatever. And we all sit down and we have digital dinner. And for the way that it works is one, you have to do it consistently. And then two, Even if you have a PhD in information technology, you have to play stupid. So you have it's digital dinner. We're sitting around having pizza, and you say, you know, so Ian, so tell me a little bit about this Snapchat. You have a Snapchat account. I don't have Snapchat. What is it all about? Or what is it about now? You you know, a lot of the kids aren't using Instagram, but they're Snapchat. Yes. uh, And when you're doing online gaming, what what is it? You know. So it's essentially becoming a student to your child and allowing your child to teach you about what's going on. And obviously, if they're if they're of teen years, if they're prepubescent adolescent, they're already going to be looking down at you. You know, my mom and dad, God, they're idiots, you know. So Mm -hmm. you present yourself as being essentially a fool and slowly but surely um, through digital dinner, your child will begin to feel comfortable where they feel they're teaching you. Yes. I love that. You can't be critical. You can't be judgmental. 
you have to portray yourself as, you know, I'm this, teach you know, me. teach me, teach me. And eventually they'll feel more comfortable. And through digital dinner, uh, you do it over several weeks, they will actually begin to look forward to it. And two, you do now provide a, 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 an environment to where they may say, well, you know what, Ma, guess what's happened, at, at what's going on at school, you know, and they may begin to tell you about one, are they being cyberbullied? Two, are they the cyberbully? Are they the aggressor? And then three, what we're seeing is called the bystander, okay, which is very important. The bystander is the child is not the aggressor, is not the victim, but knows that it's going on and does nothing about it. Why? Because he or she doesn't want to be targeted by the bully, nor does he or she want to be seen as uncool by the friends. Right. So what you're doing is you're creating an environment through digital dinner to where hopefully eventually they'll open up and tell you really what's going on. I love that. That is such a good idea. I, I'm I'm going to adopt that with my 13-year-old. Sure. <laughs> That's so perfect. Um, thank you so much, Dr. Michael. Like uh Wow, so, so much valuable information. I just want to do like a quick uh, recap and then I want you to share how parents can reach you. So like we need to be engaged with our children. We need to set boundaries and we need open communication. And Dr. Michael talked about, um, you know, you kind of got to know your kid and, and and that's how you'll know what to do with your actions and you know telling signs are if they're secretive like then you need to you know open the door of communication and find out what's happening and also monitor like how much time are they spending do they have a life outside of the online world uh, because they need to have that you okay. know um and and then uh the digital dinner like really if you you know get them talking get them teaching you um, about what they're doing and what what is out there and what sites they're on and that sort of thing and keep the the communication open non-judgmental uh safe uh because then they will open up more and more to you and that will be a way for you to keep them safe is that good that's perfect <laughs> thank you so much okay dr michael share how people can find you where to find iPredator. I will put all of your links on the show notes so parents okay. can have access to that. All right, but great. Well, the, the website is ipredator.org.net or .co, no M after the .co. So those are three ways to get to the website. And please know my website, I authored it all on my own. It's, it's huge and everything at the website is free. It's public domain and it's educational. So you're welcome to share, print, save any of the 30 assessments that I created, all educational. And again, uh, if you like them, use them. If you don't, blow your nose in it and throw it in the garbage, but it's <laughs> there to be used. It's all educational. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Michael. Thank you so much, parents, for listening. And uh, you know, I love you. Keep your children safe. Uh, I hope this is helpful for you. Uh, I know it has been helpful for me. And uh, I will, I will see you next time. Take care.
If this podcast inspired, blessed, or changed you in any way, I would love for you to share this with your family and friends on your Instagram page and tag me at Masterful Parenting and join my Masterful Parenting Facebook page or DM me for more parenting support. And I will meet you here real soon. Remember, be relational with your kids and you will see a change. Love to all you parents out there. Let's change the world one parent at a time.